We just had sex. with our second episode, which, is, which will probably effectively be our first episode if we're considering the last one, the pilot. We're going to try and make this go a little bit faster, but we're going to do a second song, and our goal here, as usual, is to try and convince Matt that progressive rock does not fucking suck. All right, so uh, you've got our... It's a high our, bar you got to It is a high bar. All, we don't have to go for greatness, although we know and believe in its greatness, but we just have to prove to you that it does not fucking suck. And we did debate that there was a difference between fucking suck and utter shit. So yes. we're going for the fucking suck bar yeah. instead. <laughs> the, the utter shit bar... That's too low. It's way lower than fucking suck. So I agree. So yeah, I'm going to read the lyrics first and then listen to the song, which will not be part of the podcast, and then we will debate its merits. And I'm going to point out before you start real quick, there's a, there's a missing line on each uh, thing in case you had heard the name of the song before. I doubt you've heard the song before. You'd know by now if you'd heard the song before. But if I left that, that line in there, you'd probably know, potentially know what band this is because it's kind of a famous song. Uh, but it's old, so you might not. You might be too hip. I'm not familiar with the lyrics around here, although at first glance they look pretty amazing. So it goes as follows. Cat's foot, iron claw, neurosurgeon, scream for more, a paranoia's poison door. Blood something, 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 something. Right. <laughs> Blood rack, barbed wire, politician's funeral pyre, innocents raped with napalm fire, blank, blank, dash, blank, dash, blank. Dash, dash. Death seed, blind man's greed, poet starving, children bleed, nothing he's got he really needs, blank, 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 blank. Right, so what's God, your damn, first... I wish I wrote that song. How about it? What's, <laughs> your, what's your initial feeling about these lyrics? It sounds like this could be from any Metallica song, uh, really? you know, Black Elm or earlier... Oh, no, not Black Album. Come on, don't say that. You just tried to go directly for my balls for that one. You, you tried to harm me. I'm a huge, I'm a huge really Metallica fan, too, so that's not necessarily a diss on these lyrics. I like these, I like these lyrics a lot. This could be... Uh, there's any number of bands I could think of that this could, this could work for. So you would accept these as Parasynthian lyrics? If Absolutely. We were, okay, that's good to know. We've, we've, we have set the bar high on the lyrics. These would be Parasynthian lyrics in concept, although Parasynthian lyrics are much more wordy. Okay, I, that's Thanks. true. That's true. Um, but can I ask a question then? Uh, do these lyrics not fucking suck? These lyrics do not fucking suck. All right, that's just something for us to hold in our in our head for a moment here. And now we're going to pause the pause get podcast so that we can uh, put this song on. By now, any of you Prague fans know what band this is and know that the the main rights owner of this band would really not love it if we included his music. On, uh, on a free podcast or whatnot. And I actually support that. I believe you should buy all of your music because I'm like all straight-laced about that shit. Um, hopefully by the end of this stupid podcast, the three of you that listen, because I think we gained two fans, um, <laughs> will probably buy this album or at least this song. Uh, I'm not even sure if you can buy it digitally, though. You may have to buy it like the whole CD. You're, you're going to have to Amazon the shit out of this and buy it used for $150, and it's worth every <laughs> fucking penny. I think so it's still available. It. But all right, I'm going to pause this. We're going to hear the song. Well, you're not... But uh, when you hear us, when we come back, we're going to say the name of the song, and you can put the song on and, and listen to it. And you get that shit. All right, All right so we've returned after our brief, singular listen to uh, 1969's In the Court of the Crimson Kings, 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. Um, this would be the point that you, Matt, want to mark in your... Uh, your DeLorean's uh, <laughs> flux capacitor as the point in time and the space that you want to go back to to end Prague music. This is one of the most important albums of all time for our genre. 
So, like, if you wanted to eradicate it all, this is where you need to go back. Of course, you would have ruined the universe as far as I know it. Okay, so anyways, I'll let you go on there. Um, so, I, I have not heard this song before. I've heard some King Crimson before, uh, which I generally do like, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, this song... Um, I did not. I did not realize it was King Crimson until you just said it was King Crimson. Um, the song starts out, and I immediately thought of a combination of Paul McCartney and Black Sabbath. If the, if the two of so them funny. were to create a band, uh, that's what it would sound like, which is great. The song completely fell apart for me as soon as it got to the masturbatory prog instrumental section that lasted way too long, um, which was absolutely mind-blowingly technically impressive. The drumming, the, the whole rhythm section of this band is just unbelievable, uh, especially on this song. I c- could not stand the horn part that just kind of came in haphazardly here and there, like freeform jazz style. Um, if I could cut out that middle, like, five minutes or however long it is <laughs> and just staple together the first, you know, 90 seconds and the last 90 seconds of the song. I think, be, I think it'd be one of the most incredible, uh, <laughs> early hard rock, early heavy metal in the style of black Sabbath songs that, uh, that would be out there. And that would fall more in line of at least what my mental impression of what King Crimson is. Uh, although I, again, I haven't listened to a whole lot of King Crimson. So, um, I would say uh, 20% of this song is pretty awesome, and the rest of it is pretty hard for me to enjoy. Uh, and I think that's probably the portion of this song that, that, to me, is the most prog, is the part of it that I don't like. I think the whole thing is definitely prog. The timing on the whole thing is, is super weird and prog, and these guys are definite innovators in all the sounds and all the things that they did there. They were the first to do it. There was no, There was no, like launching point for that on an electric instrument there were i guess you know uh 20th century composers and whatnot who used any of these concepts obviously there's so many of those you know great composers out there but nobody they had no uh example to learn from whereas somebody today makes a, a cheesy like wannabe black sabbath band and that's that's really easy there's already a path to follow you already know exactly what to play and what to come from and I think that's part of what makes this music special and important is that there there is no example to, to come from. This is just art. This is straight-up art. So I think that that whole uh, middle section, I do not agree that it's uh, masturbatory. It's, it seems to be a, a theme that I'm defending against. But this is not – I don't think that's the case at all for this. I think this is an example of um, people just trying to create an effect and create an overall um, atmosphere – and they're trying to suck in the focus like a, to a singular point. It's like a black hole trying to you know, make the listener just kind of have to deal with what they're doing. Um, and you, you, know, you, you listen to that song, and that is not background music. That, is not, that, is, that becomes the foreground. You're not reading a book through that. You're, you are, in, you are like directly involved in the process of listening to that. And that is something that not every, all, all music can do. I think a lot of the music that you enjoy and that we all enjoy um, comes, in, comes out as kind of like the the soundtrack to the shit that we're doing at that particular moment. This is like, the shit that I'm doing is listening to King Crimson. It's not, I'm grilling and listening to King Crimson. Like, my meat is burning and I'm listening <laughs> to King Crimson. So that's, that's you know, I think this is about as, like, as monumental as, as anything um, happens to be on uh, in, in, as a progressive rock band. So to me, this is like a shiny example. Aaron, if you have any uh, opinions here. Walking into the court of the Crimson King... Um, I have 
nothing but respect and admiration for this band and absolutely instrumental heroes of mine, legends in the field, you know, rock and progressive music in general. Uh, much like Matt, I agree that it sounds like the, the unwanted, beaten, bastard baby of like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple, where it's just it took what those bands did fantastically and forced you to think a little harder. Um, and Sabbath, these are peers of, the, of those bands. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They were all around 1969. the same time. Um, the Beatles were still active when indeed, this band came out. <laughs> uh, you listen to, you know... I tend to think of Deep Purple and Black Sabbath as easy listening bands. I don't mean that as like, oh, listen to the mellow signs of the rain. I mean, like, there's a an easy beat to grab and a visceral physical energy that comes from that music that's really easy to get behind and enjoy um king crimson's not gonna make it that easy for you like they're they're gonna give you all the same shit that you love from that music but they're gonna make you think about it a little bit and just like this track in general 24th century schizoid man like this is about this band predicting the future of what we're now listening to today as we've made it to the 21st century and how all of this music that we listen to today, all of our pop music that we hear on the radio is pre-programmed non-authentic bullshit and how crazy it could drive you as a real music fan, as somebody who appreciates actually making sound from a real instrument and having it communicated. And so it was a little bit prophetic, almost painfully so, but, uh, the lyrics are absolutely mind-numbingly fantastic. I wish I would have written this song. I'm sad every day that I didn't, and I might kill myself immediately after this podcast. <laughs> I would prefer that it. you didn't. Um, well, it's, we hard have, to, it's hard to know, sing lead vocals and play guitar in exactly. our band, and so, I, I'm not know, going to do it. Apparently, I have to hang around. But well, If you could pull it off while also being dead, it might give us an edge on that touring It's true. It's a good point. You won't need as much but, money uh, either. So as, as far as defending this music, I don't think... I have anything to say to Matt. I think this song completely stands on its own two feet. And uh, if he doesn't like it, then he's just an ignorant asshole. <laughs> so, Aaron, would you recommend that people buy this album? I can't think of an album that belongs in anybody's collection more than this. Uh, and that's coming from, you know, there's a lot of albums I think you should have. But this was probably when I was introduced to real music for the first time in my life when I was like 11, 12 years old when I stopped listening to you know, Bon Jovi and Motley Crue and my old man was like, hey, this kid might actually you know have some talent musically. Let's sit him down and, and check some of this stuff out. Um, it was like Billy Cobham, King Crimson, Frank Zappa, and Return to Forever. So I, I would recommend that you buy this album. I would recommend that you buy this album and a record player to put the album on. And then yeah, I would recommend that you also vinyl. buy the CD yeah. and maybe a cassette if you can find it. <laughs> and then you can hang the ones that you're not using on the wall in front of your front door so everybody sees them. It's got great them. art, too, so you can't it go is wrong actually. with the album. You will, even album. if you hate the music, even if you hate Prague, you will like their art. It's fucking great. And, and Robert Fripp needs money because I think he needs to develop a drug habit. So... <laughs> I'm not sure why that is, but he actually is the guy who he does not believe in file tr- file trading. He does not believe in unlicensed use of his music, and I believe that if an artist makes that statement, you know, if you like the music, you're obligated to to uh, to buy it if you want to own it. So I highly recommend you buy it. Matt, question for you. Yes. Does this song fucking suck? 
I would agree that the song does not fucking suck. I'm, I'm, uh, I enjoyed very much everything except the middle, uh, uh, eight, eight section. Or yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but if I if I heard the song and never heard any other King Crimson song before, I'd be intrigued to do uh, more digging and try and seek out more music of theirs. So uh, I actually don't own this album, and if I were to run across it in a uh, used record store, I would probably pick it up. And if you were to run across it in a new record store, the record stores don't exist anymore, really. But if you were to decide you wanted to buy this album and actually give Robert Fripp his actually 60 actually cents. just having gone to a weekend <laughs> music festival in Chicago, where they had a gigantic tent with a record swap inside. There were tons of Prague records for sale, none of which I flipped through. So it's quite possible that a copy of this was in there for a reasonable. It's price. almost certain. Copies. It's almost certain. <laughs> All right, so I believe uh, I believe for our uh, episode one B or. Our, our second episode of this whole thing, uh, I think that we've succeeded in at least demonstrating that progressive rock does not necessarily fucking suck in this particular case. And I think there's, there's hope for Matt to potentially become a full-on prog nerd at some point, but uh, it, I get the sense that it won't be through... Soon uh, or because of us. And it won't be through noodly solos and long interludes. Yeah, so Stay Chris, tuned for Dragon Force. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Chris and Aaron have to keep thinking for uh, more things to convince me. So uh, uh, I guess that's us for uh, this episode of uh, what I think we're calling this podcast now, Prognosis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. All Still right. open to corporate sponsorship for anybody that owns a beer uh, you know, brewery or a bourbon distillery. We're or, not interested uh, in your money, but we are interested in your non adjunct yes. brews. Considering Thank we you have much. four different varieties of Three Floyds beer sitting in front of us right now, it's they, be, uh, they probably won't be a part of this. But um, we're also open to uh, to cars. <laughs> if you'd like to send us a car and sponsor Meats, our podcast, large pieces of meat that are freshly hewn from animals that are no longer with us, and or sporting events. Alright, thanks for listening and I tell all your friends and uh, that's probably Thanks a lot.